in that moment, you would think I was this like confident and badass kid, you know, and I wasn't. I was a very meek, shy, you know, like follow, rule follower kind of kid. So that was a big, my big do the thing moment. Welcome to the Holistic Being Podcast, a place where we unravel the intricate tapestry that binds us together. Join us as we embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and collective growth. This is the podcast where connection, empowerment, and the boundless human spirit converge. Mm. So I just want to share my deep appreciation for you, Stacy. I want to start every podcast connecting with our hearts and and the way that I connect with you is is showing my appreciation for who you are, for everything that you um, do for the world, for sharing so generously with everyone that comes in contact with you, just the person that you are. I'm very grateful to to be a part of your journey. <sighs> Thank you for, for accepting my invitation. It's my turn now. <laughs> Thank you. I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yeah. So, so the the podcast is about holistic being, which means um, the way that we live, that we integrate everything. We integrate the way that we eat, the way that we exercise, the way that we take care of ourselves, our relationships. Uh, our business, the way we contact with nature or spirit or things like that. And so I um, I wanted to maybe start by asking you, um, what is your life like right now? Um, how, uh, how is your life and, and how do you feel about your life today? I mean, it's, it's, a it's a, yeah, it's amazing. I mean, it's like to be able to live in what I feel like is finally my purpose and to be able to do the things that I feel like, not just like what I know I can do, but what I feel is right for me. And I think what we've talked about, even on our work together, where we've talked about how my path is lit now, and it's like, I'm just walking through it. And that's like, Honestly, that's like, I think the best description of how to say my life is, is I feel like I'm able to center myself for the most part and stay grounded, you know, to be able to walk through and to notice when something's off and then to re-resource myself to like continue to walk. And it feels, um, it feels really good. <laughs> yeah. And um, I'm going to definitely do a little introduction about you in the beginning of, of the podcast, but um, what, if you could summarize your journey, your life journey into, you know, the big takeaways or the big moments that shifted you, how would you, how would you summarize the, your life? You know, it's funny. It's almost like, um, every moment that was the hardest and felt like everything was about to end. <laughs> 
is the reason I'm here, you know, in this place right now, because I was able to get through it and see the other side and not like, cause there's sometimes when you go through something hard, you want to crawl under a rock and like not come out and be like, please don't, <laughs> don't find me, you know, but when you cannot do that and you can put yourself out of it and be able to walk through it, that's where I think your true expansiveness happens because you're like, okay, there's no, there's nothing to lose at this point. You know, I've already lost it. And then you can like, I think get to the next level when that happens. Wow. 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 That's beautiful. So you surrender. How was it for you though, in those moments when you were like, I want to hide, you know, I don't want to be here. It's exhausting. And it's so, it's just like, it's so easy to want to give up, you know, because it's hard and you don't think you can get out of it because you're in this loop. Right. And I think the more you go through stuff like that, the more you see that, you, the more, you know, you can, and maybe that's what it is. Confidence builds when you go through something hard. So then, you know, you're going to come on the other side, but when you're like newer at it, it's, you think it's going to never end. And I think that's kind of the mantra that I've been able to adapt when something hard does come is I'm like, okay, no, this is temporary. I've been here before, <laughs> you know, let me just not numb it. Cause I used to do that where I would like numb it and just work over it. Now it's like, I feel it. And I try to let it process in my body and then be able to push, you know, push it through and not just walk through the fire though, because I feel like it's so easy to do that when you're going through something hard where it's like, I'm just going to put my head down and keep going. Now, I really, my strategy is to just give it some space, you know, and be able to take a walk <laughs> or, and then let those, those feelings and those um, thoughts come out of me where they used to stay inside of me. And I think that's a big differentiator too. Wow. Um, I, I, I want you to tell your story. Um, and, and I'm, I, I do want the listeners to see how much evolution you've gone through and the, you were a phenomenal person just to begin with. And I think that now with everything that you've gone through and all of the, the steps you have to take to, to be where you're at now, you have become just such a phenomenal human um just overall you were always phenomenal but i think that now that you're living your purpose i think people get to experience that so what i'd like to maybe ask you is um what was your life like before what was your mindset how was life before and uh what started shifting for you that put you here because a lot of people don't know how to shift or, or they think this is going to be forever, but you are a beautiful example of how things can shift. So do you, if you don't mind telling us. Yeah. Just to kind of give like some idea. So it's funny, I'm almost 50 and I'm going to tell you about the moment I was 13. <laughs> so it's funny because um, that kind of is a big moment where I, I didn't go back to that until after my divorce. Um, and then it, the 13 year old came up again. But when I was 13, I pretty much um, was living with my mom. My parents had gotten divorced when I was seven. She met someone and uh, he was just not a good influence on the family, you know, drug addict, alcoholic, and just very aggressive. And I just felt concerned for my safety a lot. And I went to my mom and said that 
I just didn't feel safe, you know, and if he's going to stick around, then I was going to move in with my dad. And it's interesting because in that moment, you would think I was this like confident and badass kid, you know, and I wasn't, I was a very meek, shy, you know, like follow, rule follower kind of kid. So that was a big, my big do the thing moment, you know, now looking back, you know, that's where my stage was pretty much set for my life, you know? And so I did move in with my dad. And while um, it was great in terms of I felt safe, I didn't, and it's the lens of him at the time. I know they tried. I just never felt like part of the family, you know? And so then I learned that I could, um, I was never good at sports or anything that I tried really um, growing up. And so I got into sales. I don't even know how I got into sales, honestly, other than I think I wanted to pay for college. And that just was a way to make money or something. I'm not sure how I even got into it, but I learned that the more you could hear no, the more you sold. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm not good at any of this other stuff, but I am good at hearing no. <laughs> and so there was something about that, that then kind of shifted my life into this like high achiever mindset where I realized I could get validation from working, you know? And so, um, yeah. Then fast forward a little bit. So college, I worked for this job, Southwestern company, and they sold books door to door. And it was very much this like positive culture, um, you know, where like you learn how to set goals, positive thinking, um, learned how to handle rejection, like all this amazing stuff that's really still ingrained in my life. So many things like I took the rhino from that. I'd read this amazing book called The Rhinoceros Success. There's a pony story that's on YouTube if you want to look it up. It's Mort Utley pony story. It's a great story about just a positive ending to a crappy day. <laughs> and it gets you to it gets you to like work through anything pretty much. And then fast forward, I got married, married 20 years, opened this business 20 years, you know, this whole thing. And um, when I got divorced, um, and I was fine. Like I felt like kind of stable, you know, if that makes sense. And then but not living in my purpose. I was still like exhausted, depleted with my business. I was very much focused on my employees constantly in the fire, trying to like have them be able to keep their jobs going through, you know, recession, COVID lawsuit, like all these kinds of things, you know, and always trying to think of them thinking they needed me to like keep them working. You know, I put a lot of pressure on myself that I think was not necessary. And then after my divorce, it's almost like the the marriage like put this band-aid on all that childhood stuff. And I didn't even notice that there was anything there still until I got divorced. And then the band-aid came off and I don't even know. It just like, whoa, what happened? You know? And I realized that, yeah, all that time, it's almost just like I was living. And I want to use Gregory Benedict's term. He's a do the thing expert. The Dare to Dream podcast is like, it's almost like all that time I had this mask on and I didn't even know it, you know? And, um, and then after the divorce, it like brought me to a place of just being able to just finally take the mask off. And that's when I showed up. <laughs> wow. You showed up. That's a big, big word. And you showed up for yourself and you have mentioned in, in, in your podcasts, that you used to be super shy, that you were not even speaking. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I was just really shy when I was younger. I um, just quirky. I don't know if that's the right word, but just awkward, you know, um, 
And someone even asked my mom when I was younger if I even talked, like if I even spoke. <laughs> like that's how shy I was. And it's almost like by learning how to sell, it gave me like a task <laughs> where I learned how to like flex the muscle to talk to people, you know? And even since then, um, not until recently, and now I'm comfortable at networking events and parties and things like that. But it took me, I mean, really until like a year ago <laughs> is when I started to feel comfortable. Before then, if I would ever go to a networking event or a party, I'd always need to have a job, you know, so I felt comfortable really being able to interact. And it's interesting. I talked to um, somebody else. I don't know if you remember her. She was on my Do The Thing Start a Podcast Challenge, um, Kately Dumas. She, which is someone that you wouldn't think was an introvert either. She just is running this big community. And she talked about going to parties as an introvert. And she's like, oh, yeah, sometimes I would just go to the bathroom when I first got there for 10 minutes just so I could like hide out until I could like kind of like get comfortable. I was very similar in that way. So we connected in that moment because it's like you almost need to give yourself time to warm up to what's happening, you know? And what shifted for you a year ago or what happened? I think I'm just coming more into myself and who I am and I'm owning that more. And I'm also really realizing I'm not alone. You know, I've met so many people. The more open I am and talking about it, the more people I'm meeting that are like, oh my gosh, I am that way too. Like someone in a coaching group I'm in who you would never peg as an introvert. We were going to this event next week and he was like, yeah, I'm going to be burning a lot of energy at that event because I'm going to be meeting people and all that stuff. And I'm in Normally people you talk to, you don't speak in those language, you know, in that language. And I'm like, oh, I totally get you. And what that means for anyone listening that may not be an introvert, it's like you have a lot of fun when you're at those events, but then you have to like retreat to like build your energy back up because it's, you're not getting energy from being around the people, you know? And even though I love people, I do need to like jump in water or something like after, cause it like kind of pulls off the energy, you know? <laughs> Uh, because it's incredible that everything that you're doing right now, and uh, maybe you can talk a little bit about this. Um, every you are building an empire, and it's about connection. Like everywhere I see you, you're connecting with people, and you are just even this morning you were like 8 a.m. last minute. Who wants to join in? You are bringing in this community, and and no nowhere in my mind would I have thought that you were that used to be shy. So, so tell us a little bit about how are you fulfilling your purpose? What are you doing right now that is feeling that way? Yeah, I think it's really that moment when you just feel really confident. I've never been this confident about like what I'm doing. I mean, even as the CEO of my staffing company for 20 years, I always felt like this really unsophisticated CEO. And even though like I co-founded the company I built it, scaled it. I dealt with all the issues. There was always something that just didn't feel right, you know, and I didn't feel like I was ever enough. And I was in CEO groups and, and I saw that they were similar where we all, you know, it's like not like we went to MBA school or something, you know, got our MBA. It's like coming from scrappiness and sweat equity. But um, I just never felt like I was good enough, which sounds weird, you know, and even though like people were happy working with me and I got great, you know feedback from my employees. It just didn't feel right. Something was off. And so with Do The Thing, it's just like, I am so confident in what I'm doing that I've never been like a, oh my gosh, sign up for this because 
Like you need that. Like this is exactly what's going to help you get to the level that you want. Now I am that confident. Like I know if people follow my challenges and do the dares that I have set up for them, they're going to get results that are like going to blow their minds. And I think that's what it is, is I have so much confidence as to what I'm doing now that it just feels so aligned with like what I, I know people are asking for too and what they want for themselves. Yeah. It's incredible because you are what I would say in the flow, a hundred percent. You are in such an alignment with what you are meant to do that things are just flowing and you're following that flow. You're feeling the confidence because it's just coming easily and you're getting the feedback that you, that you want and, and you know that that's the right path. So you were mentioning, um, the dares and everything. Do you want to tell the audience a little bit about what you're doing? Yeah. So thank you. Um, so pretty much, I think I was 60 episodes in, I started dissecting a formula for do the thing and how people are able to do really remarkable, extraordinary things. And I was pretty close to getting the formula dissected um, with the common patterns that enable people to be able to do the things that they want. And I had interviewed someone on my podcast who had told me about challenges and that's how she was able to connect her brand really to the people um, in the challenge where she was able to get transformations. It wasn't no longer about just the product. It was about connecting to the people. And there was something about that interview that was really striking. And it's stuck in my unconscious mind pretty much. And in that moment, I remember I'd have to listen back to see, but I think I even said, oh, it'd be cool at some point to do a dating challenge or something. And two weeks later, after that interview, I got COVID and I'm quarantined in my room and <laughs> I'm binge watching this show called Working Moms. And I see them playing this game. It's like a truth or dare game without the truth. And they're having a blast. And it's just like funny. Like they're actually like doing, you know, they're showing their boobs and <laughs> they're mooning people and things like that. So anyway, it was just funny to watch. And I was like, huh, a dare game, you know, maybe not as crazy as that, but, you know, saying hi to a stranger and, you know, things like that. And I'm like, that would be really fun. And then I posted it in one of my groups that I'm in and say, hey, would you guys be interested in doing this with me? I'm thinking of doing this dare challenge, dating dare challenge is what I called it. And then immediately, like, I think it was like 80 people said yes. And then a hundred people ended up joining the group. And then I capped it off. And that was where the challenges were really born. And when you say flow state, I mean, it was this unbelievable flow state, like so much that like, I still had COVID and I'm like already done pretty much planning this challenge. And, and I normally am the person that would ask people for advice, you know, oh, how does this look? And what do you think about this? And what do you, you know, what are your thoughts on this image? I was very much in my head creatively. And with this, it happened so fast and it felt so right that no one, no, there was no feedback. It was just really me. And then my daughter was home for the summer. And so she, was creating the images and, and it was just like the easiest thing in the world, you know, to basically put out there. And so anyway, so that's where the challenge was born. Then I did another dating challenge and that's when I noticed they needed more than dating because of what the dating apps can do to someone's soul. And, you know, just, especially when they don't feel like they can get off of them, they think there's like no other option to meet people. And so I realized that I needed to do more than just a dating challenge. It really needed to be about replenishing, you know, who they were. And so that's where I decided to switch the dating concept to a singles community. 
and started to do the personal growth challenges. And then that's when I did the Find Your Voice Challenge, which was the 17-day just total transformational challenge where they did these um, voice journal notes in their phone. And it was a, basically a dare a day. And so to answer your question with the dares, basically it's I dare you. So it's three words. <laughs> and it's like just a simple thing. <laughs> you know, like what is something you've done recently that you're proud of? And then you basically record it and it just opens up your mind, you know, and so many people talk about journaling, but they don't talk about, you know, going in your phone and recording. And so that's really, um, that's really where the power happens is because the clarity happens when you're able to talk and then you're activating that part of your throat, you know, that needs to get out and it like releases all these things. And so, yeah, so that was that. And then I did a start a book challenge and now I'm in the middle of doing this start a podcast challenge. So that's kind of, and then, I mean, it's like crazy. I have people coming to me left and right wanting to do challenges. I have, um, I'm about to do a bucket list challenge. I just recorded an expert panel for a get fit channel challenge. I have someone asking me to do, um, I don't know if you've heard of Nick Gray. He's got this really great book, um, the two hour cocktail party. We're in the middle of planning, uh, do the thing events challenge. So it's cool. Cause now I'm starting to partner with other people that love the do the thing concept. They want to integrate the formula into what they're doing. And then we're collaborating, which is really cool because in the staffing industry, people were so cutthroat. I mean, I remember, having to meet with owners of other staffing companies to tell them like, let's just behave. Can we please work together? And it was very cutthroat. And with do the thing, it's like, no, I want your ideas. There's no scarcity. It's complete abundance. What do you do? How can I support you? How can we work together? And honestly, I mean, that's what we've been doing. You know, you've been a huge contributor in do the thing from the first moment it started, you know, and you were, I think the first expert I had on because I kept hearing, mindset, mindset, mindset. And then I'm like, I need to explore mindset. And then, you know, now you've been on, I'd love to count how many episodes, but at least probably 11 episodes with me out of the 150. So um, yeah, that's pretty much what the dares and the challenges are. And it's sort of helped do the thing evolve into what it is now. Yeah. I love what you were just saying, which is the abundance. There's no scarcity. It's just abundance. And I see that in everything that you do. You always are like, do you want to be a part of this? Do you want that? You're sharing and giving. So tell me, tell the listener, uh, the listeners a little bit about that abundance mindset that you have and how did you get there? I mean, it started when I was in college and I had that door-to-door -door sales job. And this is on a money abundance thing, I guess. But um, I'm like, you basically are in college. They send you to a state that's not where your school is. So like I went to Florida State and the first summer I went to Michigan. And you have you come with nothing, but you do have a car if you have a car, but you don't even have a place to live. So you're knocking on doors even to find a place to live. And you basically are working 80 hours a week and you have this bag with two books in it and you go door to door and you're selling the books. And at the end of the summer, you go deliver everything. And once I started learning how to make money doing that, and I think it was the first or second summer, I made like 20 grand, you know, which is a lot for like 30 years. How long ago was that? Long time ago. And um, 1994 <laughs> to date myself. But um, I remember that moment. And I think it was the second summer I'm in Iowa and I'm like near a cornfield and I have the bag and I'm just like looking around and I'm like, I can make money anytime I want, you know, 
Like I don't ever need to worry about money ever again. And, you know, especially coming from a place where I always had to worry about money. Like I didn't even have college paid for Like it was constant kind of a thing. Um, it was just such a freeing moment for me. And I think that's where the abundance of money came uh, because I'm not scared to invest in the stock market or do crypto or open a business because I know, you know, with the, having an abundance mindset, it's always going to be there. I kind of joke about it growing on trees, but it's kind of true. It's weird. Anytime like I spend money on something, I always get a check for something <laughs> with the same amount of money. It is like the coolest thing. So that's where the money one came from. But as far as the other one, I think it's because I had felt so restricted with the staffing company and the cutthroatness of that. I could not wait to just free that and be able to like open it up. And then I'm seeing it you know, for the beautiful thing it is and, you know, being able to connect with all the people I've been able to connect with. And I think that's kind of what the universe keeps doing. It keeps just showing up for me, you know, with these messages of these amazing people that I'm coming in contact with and like how like divine it is. It's amazing. Like, okay, I just reached out to my kid's principal um, from the elementary school recently because um, long time ago I worked with Kids for Peace and I helped them uh, with the great kindness challenge and help them get into schools. And so back then I had gotten the great kindness challenge into my kids elementary school through the principal. I even did these weekly kindness stations. This is a random fact about me. You might not have known, but um, <laughs> we did these kindness stations in the library. We even did an assembly anyway. So she knows me from that. And, you know, we've been friends over the years and I was like, Oh, I'm thinking of, you know, like having kids learn the do the thing formula from a movie perspective, because in my mind, if I could show people other applications of the formula, it's going to help them connect it more because I'm doing it through the challenges. I'm going to have the book available, but I'm like, from a movie, that would be cool. And my daughter had recently dissected the movie up and um, went through the formula there. And so anyway, I started talking to the principal, asking her for her thoughts on it. And she's really interested. She's going to connect me to some people and then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? I have a woman's group of all these amazing women that are, uh, we meet, I think it was like four times a quarter or four times a year. And we're thinking about starting a podcast, you know, can you talk to them? And this was like last week. And I'm like, oh, I happen to be starting a start a podcast challenge, you know? Um, and so, and then yesterday I just met with them and they just joined the group. And I just, that's something, right? Like, how is it that like, I haven't talked to her in, you know, I think a year I, I all of a sudden I have this idea and that's those kinds of things keep coming up and showing up. And that's what makes me really see I'm always like that I'm on the right path, you know? Yeah. It, that shows me that you are in the flow, that you are in alignment because things just land on your lap, things, co coincidences, right? So what, um, what are some ways in which you stay in alignment and how do you know that you're out of alignment? or out of the flow? <laughs> you. <laughs> you help me stay in alignment. <laughs> I text you and I'm like, I need help. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's like, it's so easy to do, right? Because like, I've even still like, I keep checking in with myself because now I've been so busy, you know, with everything going on. And it's so easy to do that. Honestly, I think I'm a little addicted to my podcast because I just like love it so much. And I love the connection that I get with the person. And so but it is taking up a lot of my time. So I purposely have left May 
lighter, you know, because I have other projects that I'm working on right now that I really want to be able to focus on. And so um, I think that's one way. It's just, okay. I started to notice, like, I'm not really having time to do the things that I love, like kayaking, hiking. I haven't done a lot of that stuff lately. And so I'm like, okay, even though you love this, you have to make time for yourself to be able to do these other things. So I think, I think that's something. It's just being able to like check in with myself. And even though like I'm super happy, I'm loving it, I'm noticing like I'm missing other areas of my life that are important to me. So I'm going to slow down a little bit. Whereas in the past, I think I would have just powered, powered through. So I think that's how I stay in alignment is just kind of like noticing when I'm not doing the things that I um, like full balance of life, you know, and being able to resource myself on all these different levels. Yeah. And what happens with you when you notice that you're not in alignment? Like what do you experience? Uh, that's a great question. It just, it comes out as, um, it feels like ungrounded, you know, it feels like, like an exhaustion in a way, you know? So when you start noticing that that's happening, what are some tips that you could share with people that help get you back into that alignment? Uh, what do you do? Yeah. So my first thing, I love doing the voice notes in my phone. That is like, and it's funny. I even think part of this, it happened with you, right? It's okay that I'm talking that we work together, right? In this way. Yeah. Like with you, because like I'll sometimes like we do micro sessions where I can send you a voice note of what's happening. I think it even started with that. And now I do voice notes where I don't have to send them all the time, you know? And I think that's one way because it helped. There's something about recording it. And then like listening to it later, it helps me process it more and get to like, sometimes I laugh at myself in a funny way, like, oh my gosh, that upsets you. That's funny, you know, or like, oh, you were really, you know, going through something there. And so I think that's a really good way for me to process my stuff is the voice note approach. And then the other thing is um, I love my baths. Um, that's great. And then I love taking walks. So I think it's just doing something active and then activating my voice. Those are like my best ways to be able to, to get re-grounded. Mm -hmm. It is, it's so beautiful when to see the shifts in you and when you catch yourself out of alignment, because I think that at, at times we force things to happen instead of pausing for a second and pushing back and saying, hold on one second. This is not flowing what's happening here. And that's something that I, I appreciate that you do. You realize this is not flowing. Something is off here. Let me see what, where, where did I neglect myself? Where did I not take care of myself? Yeah, that's a big word that you just said with the neglecting yourself. I think I learned that. That's one of the big things I've learned from you. It's like when you um, are feeling you're not getting something from other people, like in the relationships that you're in, it's like trying to focus on what am I not doing for me that I need to do? Cause it's showing up whatever I'm not giving myself, I'm not getting from other people. And that's been a really interesting perspective. Yeah. And you apply it so, so well, I, I see that in you. I see the efforts that you're making. And I mean, we work in, in individual, but also like in coaching, but also with the program that you're creating. Mm -hmm. And I'm honored to be a part of that because I'm just witnessing your magic. 
like you're magical honestly you're a powerhouse you're the 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 vegas of theirs you know like i was saying earlier <laughs> wow. I love that. worth repeating um yeah. um so the 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 point of the podcast is to share experiences of um how people can integrate every part of their lives it's not just one subject or one area but how can you live your purpose and how can you explore the divinity of who you are um by doing the things that really attune with your higher self with you with your um with your divinity and um i see that in you very much and i'm wondering like what is what are some areas of your life that you feel like while wow, this is really strong for me i i would definitely tell people to i don't know uh pursue this i know you're really good in business and you're really good in communication and taking care of yourself and your spirituality and so on I think, I mean, the number one thing for people to really start to explore and have some curiosity around is like, when you close your mind to something is to try to flex that a little bit. I've been kind of exploring this recently because I have some people in my community that have been growing a lot. And I kept thinking I wanted to do a do the thing, start a business challenge. And <clears throat> and it, I thought it started to feel right when I had some people say they wanted to own their time. And it was that specific word. It wasn't like I want to make money. It was I want to own my time. And that made me think, okay, maybe it's not a start a business because a start a business, you're not owning your time for a while, you know? Um, it's more about financial freedom, right? Like it's being able to like let people learn how to make money in a way that's like where they don't have to worry about their living expenses. And so I bring that up because this isn't even something I'm planning yet. It's just in my head is like my North Star would be really cool where people don't have to worry about their bills anymore because their passive income is overriding their expenses. Because I think that's when true freedom happens. It's not about being wealthy. It's about owning your time, right? And that came from one of my community members saying that. And so I think that what that means is by if I was going to, let's say I was going to tell someone something and they just like shut it down they're losing out on this potential to own their time, you know, and their freedom. And so I think that's what it is. I think it's really easy for people when you ask them if they want to make a change is for them to just immediately say no, because it's not the right, you know, it's just maybe they don't have enough information to make it. But I would just encourage you guys to just flex that a little bit and maybe explore it and be curious about what that thing is before you turn it down, because you never know what that's going to mean for you in your life. Kind of like the dating challenge. Who would have ever known these people starting a dating challenge are going to have podcasts now? And now who else, who else knows what's going to happen? I have no idea because we don't know what's the future, but there's so many exciting things that could happen, you know, just from them joining a dating challenge. Yeah. And I see you evolving every time and learning more about yourself. And I see you daring yourself to do things and just you are the epitome of doing the thing honestly <laughs> um every time i've seen you you're like i'm not gonna overthink it i'm just gonna do it let's 
I'll I'll figure out the details later. I'm just gonna go and do that. How did you learn that? How did you master that? It's <laughs> I didn't learn this until recently, but I think it's because I'm terrible at directions. I am like the worst. I like have my GPS on like all the time because I have no idea like how to get from like point A to point B. And I think it's because I have no um attachment to how I'm gonna get somewhere. I I'm able to just like flex that muscle of like figuring it out. And I think even before there was GPS and I'm thinking back to maps, I can't even read a map. So I remember even back to my book selling days, like I'm driving from Tennessee to, I would visit my mom and who lived in Mississippi at the time. And there's pay phones. There's not even a cell phone. And I remember just like knowing, I can't remember the highway, maybe it was 95 or something, going on that highway and then not knowing how to get there because I can't read the maps. And then I'd stop at a pay phone or I'd stop to talk to the gas station guy, you know, and say like, how do you get there? And then they would get me to the next highway. And it's like, literally it's from that. <laughs> it's that like flexing the muscle of being able to like figure it out, you know, as you go and not having an attachment to how I'm getting there. <laughs> and, and so in other words, you constantly surrender. You're not attached. You're surrendering in every step of the way you're surrendering. So I I want to sort of summarize some of the amazing skills that you have for the listeners to to learn from and and you can add as as, as well. Um you you trust not only yourself and your abilities and your knowledge, but you trust that if you are feeling guided to go that way, that is the way. Without judgment, without worrying about it, you just move forward. And if you have to shift, you're very flexible and trusting and you move towards where the current is taking you, the flow, where the flow is taking you. You surrender into the moment, but you also are so attuned to the guidance that you feel within you, the guidance that maybe you feel that is connecting you to everyone and everything. And you're so attuned to that, that you understand when you're not in alignment that doesn't serve anybody. And so making yourself be back in alignment is serving you and serving everybody else. And uh, the way that you also take care of you, take care of your relationships, you believe in abundance. You believe that that we're here to share resources. We're not here to hoard. We're not here to think limited thinking. You know that God, spirit, nature, life is abundant and it gives us anything that we want. And you truly, truly embrace that. There's no doubt in you at all um, that this exists. And in that, of course, you know that by nourishing your body, you're nourishing the vessel that you are embracing. You are taking care of you. And you also know that when you're not nourishing your vessel, everything kind of goes off haywire a little bit. And it's just a call to remind you that you are this amazing spirit that lives in this vessel. Um, and this vessel is just taking you places that are phenomenal. Anything you wanted to? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> I think the other thing that comes to my mind hearing you talk, it's like kind of being able to, I used to have a lot of spinning in my head. You know, I had a lot of self-doubt and limiting thoughts and, Am I good enough? I think I mentioned that from my company. I constantly felt like I wasn't good enough. 
And the more like those thoughts are there, the less you see the messages from the universe. You know, when you can really clear your mind and get through all those limiting beliefs and the negative self-talk, that's what really opens you up because then your mind is clear to be able to see the things that are coming in your path. So then you can move towards the direction that you want. How do you clear your mind? Yeah. What is happening with that? I wonder if it's the, I think it is the voice notes. I think it's being able to get those thoughts and podcasting. I think it's both because I'm like living, you know, through being able to talk now and I'm able to, I used to hold a lot of things in, even though I was positive, my energy still held those emotions in, you know, I just wouldn't complain. I had a very like hard time asking for what I needed. And I think through the podcasting, through the work I've been doing with you, through the authentic relating work, and then also the voice notes, I've really learned how to activate my voice, which has really gotten me out of my head and more into my heart. And I think that's what really, really has helped me. Yeah, because you you brought whatever was floating in your mind into a tangible space where you could take it apart and say, do I really need to hold on to this or not? So I think you found a lot of clarity in in your voice. and. I love how you actually created a voice challenge, find your voice challenge, because a lot of people struggle with that as well and finding their voice. And, and it is crucial for us to speak our truth, um, whatever our truth is, and not be afraid. And you've been doing that amazingly, beautifully. And I think like the thing, oh, sorry, is it okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think the thing that really with that find your voice challenge, the thing I really noticed was how like a lot of people aren't given permission to really speak their truth. Like you said, I did a venting voice note dare during that challenge. And it was so freeing for so many people because when do you ever get permission to just like let it out, you know? And I feel like that was really a moment that I was able to see that I was onto something because they didn't feel bad about having those feelings. They felt honored for it. Yeah. And, and when, when you're talking about doing a voice note is not necessarily that they have to share it with other people. It's something that you can do on your own and only you listen to that. And it gives you permission to be upset. It gives you permission to feel your emotions deeply and really uh, fulfill that cycle of emotions. You know, emotions have a cycle where you start feeling the emotion and you need to release it completely and acknowledge that completely. But what happens very often, we suppress or mm -hmm. we shut it down or we numb it. So the cycle is not complete. And the voice note allows us to like uncensored, we just express ourselves and no one's going to hear that, but we complete that cycle and it feels like a release and it clears our mind as yeah. well. Yeah. And for the listeners, like, yeah, I didn't ever have them. I told them actually don't share those. I didn't want to hear them. <laughs> but then you could, and pretty much the advice I gave, and I do this for myself. That's where it comes from. I, I do venting voice notes. I either, sometimes I will listen to it back and then otherwise, other times I just delete it out of my phone, depending on how, <laughs> how I'm feeling, but it's, it's an honoring. I think you say it a lot too, it, in a terms of journaling, but I think it's very similar. It's like, finally you feel seen, right? Even though it's just your phone hearing you, there's something about that power of pushing record that makes you feel heard and seen. And because you don't get feedback from another person, if you're talking to another person and you're getting their like advice or whatever, then their words are coming into your 
space where it kind of adjusts how you feel about something. That's what I like. It's kind of freeing because you don't hear any feedback from the other person either. Yeah. So if, if um, you could, if you could tell me one thing that you wish you would have known earlier, <laughs> I know many things, we all want to do many things, but what would be one thing that you wish you would have known earlier that would have helped you? That's a great question. I should have asked you before, huh? No, it's good. I think it's good because we're in this space where you're able, you know, like it kind of got me to this point being able to think of that answer. I mean, so like one answer, I feel like I want to say that like hand on my heart, you know, to like when things are hard, because sometimes you just need to like remind yourself that everything's going to be okay. You know, I feel, and that also settles the girl down, (laughs) you know, if something's happening. So I think that is definitely something that has been, would be cool to have known that because I don't think I learned that till recently. Mm -hmm. So what, what Stacy did for those that are listening, she put her hand, her hands over her heart. And um, it's a, it's a way of tapping into the heart chakra but also all of the neurotransmitters and all of the meridians. And when you're tapping into that, when you're putting your hands over that, you're soothing the body and you are reassuring. And just the, the, the touch, just touch is, is enough to ground you in the moment when we are feeling dysregulated or um, ungrounded. So beautiful, beautiful. Um, so one... Um, one advice you would give people to uh, maybe, I don't know, find their purpose or um, I don't know, what whatever you think they need to know that you have and it's a gift for our listeners. I think the biggest thing is really just to start. So whatever it is that you're feeling like you have a curiosity for and is exciting, you know, not to let the fear stand in your way because people are scared. I think that's the really common misconception when people see people doing the thing. They think that they're confident and courageous and that they know exactly what they're doing. They don't realize that they have no, we have no idea what we're doing. You know, it's like just kind of like getting started is really the thing that is the most powerful. It's so powerful. I almost wanted to change the name of my book to start the thing (laughs) instead of do the thing. Cause I feel like sometimes you just need to start, you know, before, cause I mean, otherwise you're going to talk yourself out of it until you're blue in the face, but sometimes you just have to take a step. I think that's the other thing is just like knowing that you don't have to go to the end to start. Like what is the smallest thing you can do, the minimum thing just to get the motion going and get the momentum going for you to be able to do the thing that you want? Yeah. And so where can people find more about the dares, about you? Um, Where can they find information? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you could go to my website, which is dothethingpodcast.com. And then I am on Instagram now. So that took a long time for me to get there. And it is at Do The Thing Formula. And then we have a brand new YouTube uh, channel, which is Do The Thing Formula as well. And then our podcast is on Spotify and Apple and Amazon Music and all the good stuff under Do The Thing, Stacy Lauren. Nice. 
I am so, so grateful that you came in to do this interview with me. Um, you, I've been in your podcast and now when it's reversed, it's like, oh my gosh, this is exciting. This is amazing. I see why you like it so much. This is so cool. It's so I fun. It. And, uh, yeah. And thank you. Thank you for, for being here with me. I really, really appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for joining us on this transformative journey through the Holistic Being podcast. We hope our discussions on the pursuit of holistic well-being have left you inspired and empowered. Remember to carry the lessons learned here into your own life, fostering a harmonious balance of body, mind, and spirit. As we continue to rise together and unlock our boundless potential, let us spread love, compassion, wisdom, and light to all corners of the world. Thank you for being a part of this incredible community. Until next time, stay connected, keep growing, and always remember to spread the light and love.